Welcome to Who's He, the Doctor Who podcast with me, Phil. Me, Paul. And a very croaky Tony. Hey, yeah. it's Tony's back. And you know, you've got a bit of a sore it's throat It's slightly today. sore, but he is getting Slightly better. sore. Yeah. You're not going to conk out today, are you? No, 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 I'll be fine. You'll be fine. Yes. Good. You're not going to say like Barry White coming into this, are you? Well, it's, uh, have you enticed the ladies into this <laughs> podcast? Well, I'm happy with that. Well, you might entice Paul up. You never know your luck. Oh, yes. <laughs> There's no need for a spare bedroom here. <laughs> <laughs> Right, okay, folks. Well, uh, this week we are obviously doing all the commentary because it's Tony's. Tony's joined us once again, and this month we're doing Day of the Daleks, and it's going to be the original transmitted version, not the uh, not the special edition. Oh, special edition, eh? Yes, yeah, mm. it's uh, it's very very good actually. They've tarted up some of the effects. Oh, I see. On it, and um, didn't they ever film the? Um, they're meeting themselves at the end of the uh, the last episode. No, could, no, because no, that was in, in, in you know planned or something, wasn't it? I mean, yeah, yeah. No, no, nothing like that. No, it was just they yeah. just sort of they put some new effects in, but made them look like they were done in the nineteen seventies. If you see what I mean, oh, yeah, it's yeah, very, yeah. very well done. Very well uh, done. As we said last week, if you haven't bought it on DVD <clears> yet. For God's sake, go and get it. It's it's under a ten. Oh, the shop's still open. One, one, one. Yeah, go, go quick. Go. <laughs> Wait now. Right. Okay. So let's quickly run through a bit of news then, shall we? And there's not a there's not a lot to uh, to go through as as, uh, as has been the norm for the last few weeks, really, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. It's been very very quiet. Um, obviously, as we recorded on Saturday last week, um, we missed out on the Hugo nominations um, for this year. Now, Doctor Who's got quite a big presence. Um, this year in the uh, best dramatic presentation short form category. Oh, cool. okay, there, yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah. there you have it. You see, um, short. It wasn't exactly a short category, really, was it? But yeah, the irony. Okay, so what we've got there, um, we've got the Doctor's Wife, written by Neil Gaiman, um, which is your favourite, Paul. Yes, yes. Um, of the last of the last series, series, yes. And of the last series, the next one is The Girl Who Waited by Tom McRae, which is my favourite of the last series. And the next one's A Good Man Goes to War, written by Stephen Moffat. Oh, that was my favourite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, actually, The Doctor's Wife, I think it's been discussed in other podcasts. I mean, I'm going to just go through it because we haven't seen anything. But um, We haven't got any other news. <laughs> no, we haven't. No, we've got to pad this out somewhere. Um, the Doctor's Wife and The Girl Who Waited, I can understand. But A Good Man Goes to War. Yeah, obviously they didn't have any other nominations either. Obviously not, no. Um, hmm, I just find that a bit of a, a strange choice, really. Yeah, it's not. It does seem a bit, a bit overkill on Doctor Who. But it just seems to yeah. put that one for the sake of it, really. Yeah, that's what I can yeah, understand. I understand if they if they were struggling and that was the only thing that had been on last, in the last, in the during the judging period or whatever. Yeah, that's it. That they might include it because they want to include something. When you've already included two very good episodes, why bother with? A third that's yeah. so so. Hmm. Yeah, I really don't. I really don't get that at all. Really don't. <sighs> uh, your opinion, Tone? Um, well, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you two. I, I, I <laughs> couldn't add any more, really. Well, you just said it's your favourite. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> I should change my mind. All right. Yes. Liar. Okay. Well, um, <coughs> basically, the um, the Hugo, as people don't know, it's actually fan um, awarded. 
Um, fan awarded? That sounds bloody awful. It's a fan award, I should say. So all the categories are voted for by fans. I think they have more money than to give you fans as a, as a, <laughs> oh, a prize. God, yeah. No, oh. stop. Oh, <laughs> Please stop. Oh. Um, basically, a little bit of history. They've been going on... Well, the, the first Hugo Awards were in 1953. Um, they've been awarded ever since uh, oh, 1955. Uh, uh, for some strange reason, I thought it was like, who go awards? You know, no, like no, it's Hugo. H-U-G-O. <laughs> oh, the Hugo Awards. It wasn't around in the 50s. That's <laughs> <laughs> time. <coughs> oh, God, lovely. Um, yes, they're awarded each year at the World Science Fiction Convention, or, or Worldcon, as it's known. Um, uh, of course. Yes, so voting for the awards is open to all members of the World Science Fiction Society, um, but you just become a, a member if you want to want to vote for all the counts. You can get like a, a temporary membership or something. Uh, so, uh, yes. I'll bear that in mind next year. Yeah, good, mm-hmm. good. Well, no, the awards aren't actually until uh, the end of August. Thirty of August mm-hmm. until the third of September, I think. It's so there's still time for me to register my vote. There is indeed. Brilliant. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Don't, don't let your vote go wasted. <laughs> oh no! Wasted. Oh no! Um, now, obviously, this week there's lots of last little piece of, I suppose you can call it news. A lot of um, production photographs have come online um, from the, the current filming in New York. Um, nothing spoilery at all. There, you could all. Go and have a look at that without any fear of anything being <coughs> for you. It's just them sort of mucking around, really, isn't it? Yeah. Sort of in sort of Times Square and, and Central Park and whatever. So, uh, look to be having a damn good time. I'm surprised I was complained about this in the Daily Mail yet, actually. They're having well, a good time, but our licence fee pay us money. Yeah, that's quite right. Yes. Oh, oh you agree, do you, Tony? Yeah, damn. <laughs> damn um, stealing our jobs and whatnot. Get oh, out. Yes. Oh, dear. Well, that's it for the news. That that is it. There is nothing else at all this week. It's very, very dead, to be honest. Very dead. Uh, it's probably a good thing. Cause we've got a long audio. Well, not a long audio commentary to get through, but it's nearly, yes, nearly two hours worth. Yeah, isn't yeah. It? Yes. So, okay then. So for another week, that was the news. Okay, it's audio commentary time, and as we said at the beginning of the show, we are doing a day of the Daleks, the original transmitted version this month. So, I'm rather looking forward to this one. Yes. It's one mm, of my favourite, so. favourite, uh, per, uh, John Pertwee stories, actually. So, yes. Yes. So, okay. Now, Tone, as usual, has been doing a lot of research. <coughs> I have indeed, yes. I've been trawling the uh, net. In fact, I'm going to many a dusty library and underground chambers of all sorts, of, all around the world, in fact. And I bought you the, uh, the people's facts. The facts they don't want you to know. <laughs> but you'll be finding them out exclusively today. <laughs> Good, good. Right. I'm glad. Yes. You're living up to your role as the man of the people there, Tom. That's right, yeah. 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 I don't, I don't, you know, convention is my nemesis. That's, that's right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, enough of that nonsense. Okay, then. Right. If everybody's ready, we're ready here. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that's ready to go. Are. Okay, then. So, if everyone's ready at home, we're going to press play in five, four, three, two, one, and play. And off we go. This is our first uh, Katie Manning story as well, yeah, actually, it is, isn't it? Yes. Who's Katie Manning? Joe Grant. Oh, yeah, I've got a fact about it. Oh, her. God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You really sorry. are a poltroon, aren't you? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no stopping your research, was there? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no stone unturned. <laughs> hmm. 
I'll say this is the first Dalek story since Eve of the Daleks in 1967. Mm-hmm. So. That's right. Yes. A general feeling that the Daleks turned up every other episode in the classic series, isn't there? You sort of have that. I think they did in the 60s, more or less, especially yeah. in Hartnell's era. Yeah. They certainly did. It's probably just they're the ones you remember from your childhood. So I yeah. Well, no, people still remember the the crap ones as well, don't they? Yeah. You know, the quarks, the chumblies. It's Reginald Stiles wetting his pants now. No. Why is it when everyone, whenever someone breaks in? There's always a little breeze blowing for the curtain. Oh, no. It's never a still <laughs> evening, is it? Damn it. Oh, Sir Reginald. What happened? That's quite a husky voice. Dart in my own head. Yeah. <laughs> actually, she sounds like me a bit, doesn't she? She does, actually. <sighs> it's a 60-a-day habit she's got there, I think. Yes. What did? <laughs> oh, Professor. <laughs> Sir Reginald. Oh, Sir Reginald, sorry. Oh, Professor. <laughs> You're watching those porn films again, <laughs> aren't you? I'm here, Professor. This is our sort of first thought the Brigadier sort of features so. prominently in. Yeah. We've done the five Doctors so far, haven't we? Uh, Time well, Warrior, he was hardly in it, wasn't he? And I suppose you had Invasion as well, but that was only sort of mm. him just beginning, wasn't it? It wasn't yeah. established as a character. Did he worked with Troughton then, did he, this fellow? Yeah, oh, he did. Invasion, which he oh, saw in the teaching. Five Doctors, he was a walking along with him, wasn't he? he was, yeah. Well, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. You've probably seen him more than you've seen anybody else. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ah, the Doctor, yes, of course. These are my first fact. Oh, well, go on then, Tom. Go right. on with the first fact. In, uh, apparently, in preparation for his role as the Doctor, in late 1969, mm. John Pertwee ventured off to the mysterious East on barefoot <laughs> right, to seek out the high kick monks of Shamshong. <laughs> who were venerated for their martial arts skills. Their uh, sacred temple was thousands of feet atop a very high mountain. <laughs> Here, Mr. Pertby learned the ancient Chinese art of Fang Gu, whereupon, <laughs> whereupon he learned how to be as fast as lightning, achieve expert timing, and be just a little bit frightening. <laughs> His newly honed skill was brought to the fore during, during the series, where he renamed it Venusian Karate, which I'm sure you've all heard of. Uh, um, um, uh, was it? It's Venusian Aikido. Damnation. If I've been using Aikido, I do beg your pardon, folks. <laughs> anyway, Pertwee also suffered from acrophobia and fought his fear with fear by paying tribute to the very high temple of Shamshong. Indeed, during scenes where he used Venusian Aikido, the doctor was heard to shout, HATES! <laughs> to confront his fear most effectively. There you go. It's interesting. Hmm, yeah. yes. Yes, well, I'm, I'm glad you keep bringing this to the people, Tone. It's what they, it's yeah. what they want. Exactly, yeah. It's what they want. Can I just say at this point, I don't think Katie Mann's ever looked any prettier than she does in this story. She does some racing. than she does now. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> I understand for the 10th hand or whatever that she done some rather racy pictures in the uh, 70s or whatever. Oh, posing with the gold Dalek, you mean? Uh, that's, yeah, that's one, yeah. Yeah. Surely, surely this isn't news to you, Tom. Surely not. Um, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have to do it in such a... Mm, no. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he can have these sort of thoughts while his voice is breaking like that. <laughs> 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 little known, I'm actually 13 years old. It's coming to that point now. <laughs> By the time our next commentary, your voice is going to be so deep, isn't it? (laughs) (sighs) Now, let's let's have have, have a sort of a a real fact, shall we, Tone? A real fact? A real fact. Have you got any real facts? Or you just, just, well, these are real facts you're bringing to us, I know, but, you know, any sort of stuff that people... Oh, counter facts. Yes. Conventional facts. Conventional facts. Mm. Okay. Yes. Do you have any? Conformist. <laughs> Please continue. It comes from a family of conformists. <laughs> well, apparently this story was written without the Daleks. It was Terence Dix decided to insert them into the story. But there's also a bit of a, a bit of a myth around that as well. Oh yes. Is that um, Terry Nation wasn't consulted and had a row with the BBC? Well, that's that's um, a load of rubbish. Pitiful. Piffle, yes. Yeah. Wait a Just minute. Make sure he was adequately paid, didn't just, he, for it? Oh, just, uh, yes. Just a goddamn cotton pick in second. Now, wasn't Terry Dix one of the experts that the Sun used to consult in the 80s when something controversial happened? The Conservative MP, Terry Dix said. No, I, th- I think it's a different one, time. It's Jeffrey, it's Jeffrey Dixon, right? <laughs> uh, Jeffrey Dickens, what your name was, and it definitely was Terry Dix, was the other one. Oh. Sure it was. Yeah. Right. But I don't think it was. Mm. <laughs> I just remember Judge Pickles being in, oh, <laughs> asked for his opinion on everything, didn't he? Legend. <laughs> Maybe we'll start watching this in a minute. <laughs> All gone. All gone. Oh, she's back again. <laughs> oh. I don't even think John Pertwee can get away with a... <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> Only he could carry purple, that Purple and... Oh, I don't know. Why does that dandy look, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, can't beat Pertwee. Has he got a handkerchief as well? We sort of like um, delicately waves every now and again. You know, that's how you used to... No, he wasn't that much of a dandy, unfortunately. <laughs> He's looking a bit more like a bishop in waiting, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A nightmare where I wet my pants. Sounds a bit like Miss Jones, isn't she? Um, that, that husky voice lady. <laughs> oh, Mr. Rigsby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like the fact that the doctor's picked up the most obvious clue ever. Surely someone else has picked up on muddy footprints in the in the on the carpet. Uh-huh. This is all very. Typical of a Pertwee story, stuffy ministers and and the threat of war and all that sort of uh-huh. stuff. Yeah. And... Global uh-huh. catastrophe. Yeah. So uh, who wrote this story again? It was uh, old uh, Louis Marx, wasn't it? Louis Marx. Louis Marx, that's right. It wasn't the original uh, person you know, considered writing this, you know. That's another thing I found out. Oh, yeah, go on. Yeah. As a young American screenwriter, Ronnie Shusett. Wanted the story to be about a highly aggressive extraterrestrial creature that stalks and kills the crew of a spaceship with a doctor at the helm. <laughs> Paul Bernard and Barry Letts laughed at this idea and proclaimed, You'll never get anywhere in this business, son. They then subdued him with high grade chloroform, 
handed him over to Captain <laughs> Finn, Finn Hammergaard, who was delivering a consignment of herrings to the US on a small but agile tugboat. After this, they listened to the ideas of Louis Marx and the shoe set story faded into... Oh, and shoe set himself faded into obscurity. Facts. 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 Yeah. Can we get him here? Well, we all know that Ronnie shoe set, as you like to call him, didn't fade into obscurity, did he? Oh, I know that. Right, you see? Am I being conformist again? You are. You're <laughs> sitting the bleeding obvious. <laughs> That's a bloody big toilet bowl he's sitting <laughs> in there, isn't it? That's what I thought when I first saw it. Oh, some great, great Ogron acting coming up. <laughs> it's just the way he didn't even bother with that line, did he? Just, no, no complications. <laughs> no complications. On your accent. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, have you got some facts about this actor here, Tom? Oh, this actor? Yes, I have. Go on, then. I have indeed. You're going to beat me to it, then. Right. Go on. A youthful David Cameron was heavily, influ- <laughs> was heavily influenced by old Aubrey Wood's portrayal of the controller and absorbed aspects of his commanding exterior into his own psyche which was used to great effect when campaigning for the 2010 general election. And as we, secret, we all secretly know, his paymasters are not the dastardly Daleks, but the more sinister mole men. <laughs> Another true story. Mole men. Oh, we'll wait till we get back to Aubrey Woods before we get some real facts about him, shall we? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, sorry, conformist facts. Conformist, yes, yes. that's right. Oh dear. I'm waiting for the last episode when, when the Brigadier puts, puts the slap down on Sir Reginald. See? Yeah. Oh, he did, yeah. I saw up to that part on YouTube, but they haven't got the, uh, as I was saying earlier, they haven't got part 12 on there. Because YouTube won't allow it. Oh. Damn them. So I'm Your voice is really breaking over there now, Tony. Oh, it is, it is. It Your is. ball's about to drop. Do you know, it, <laughs> it was even worse the other day. What, proper, you ingested your balls? Proper croak. I'll tell you what, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't like to proper go by this ambulance service. Because they've loaded that bloke in they found. Yeah. Now they, and, they, and in that time, while they've loaded in, these have now gone back to the unit base. <laughs> yeah. He's fully examined this gun. Yes. He's taken apart the time... Thing. Thing, to see how it works. And then when he starts fiddling about with it, the bloke's still in the ambulance going to hospital. <laughs> It must it's taken ages to <laughs> Christ. I've either they live about a thousand miles from the hospital. How <laughs> you? Or, or someone's he... out the back pushing the ambulance along. It's always as if he sort of jumped in the TARDIS to get back to you in headquarters, was it? What? Amicus. Do you finish? Did he say yeah, Amicus? No. No. Oh, I thought he said the horror film people, weren't they? He was in one of their films, wasn't he? The house that dripped blood. Ah, yes, yes. yes. Um, I was just saying, do you think this is the beginning of where they sort of start to turn the brigadier into a bit of, not not an idiot so much in this this particular series, but a buffoon. Everything. No, not a buffoon. No, come the end, he was a bit more buffoonish. But that, that started maybe. in Three Doctors, really, but. Stuffy? No, it just sort of... Everything was sort of... 
ask the doctor's advice or opinion first, whereas before mm. he's very much a military man and do his own thing. So yeah, he's still in the ambulance. He's only just <laughs> just disappeared. Ah, oh, yes, yeah, yeah. And wasn't they said on the, the DVD commentary that the, the director didn't really have much... Well, this is not much of a clue, but he didn't really have, care much for doing this, did he? No. And they said, like, here, it's, it's like they're acting on a stage rather than... It's very, like, state. You watch Aubrey Woods later on, he's sort of lots of arm gestures and with the Daleks later on. Yes, I'm trying, as I said earlier, when I was trying to keep my facts limited to each, each episode. Whatever. Yes, I think so. You don't oh, want to so. burn yourself out like you usually do. Oh, no, it's just, I'm just hoping that she appears later on, the one that controls her. Oh, the one sorry. I think is called Monia. She does appear later, doesn't she, Chain? Oh, she does, I think oh, so. Oh, good, yes. I'll, I'll save that one for later. Right, okay. <laughs> right, no one's mentioned the obvious thing about Aubrey Woods yet. He looks like David Cameron. Well, apart from looking like David Cameron, um, he played the Candyman in uh, oh. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. The Candyman yes. can. Yes. Oh. But the only other thing I know, but, but apparently he was also in Zed Cars, Up Pompeii, Blake 7, oh. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Alveda's Aim Pet, and Ever Degreasing Circles, amongst other things. And he also played the role of Smike in the 1947 film Nicholas Nickleby. You know, see? He's still alive. And he played the role of Fagin in Lionel Bart's production of Oliver. My heavens, I think he's still alive, isn't he? I think he's still alive. In the late yes. 20s, he was born or something like that. Oh. Yes. Joe's wear pants. So this, this thing, it's like a, a, a time travel story, a ghost story, science fiction. It's. Oh, so it's got it all. Chairs around the fireplace. I, I, lo- I love this bit. I was like, the third doctor's a connoisseur. Oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> fine wines. Yes, fine wines, cheese. chocolates. Is there any other this doc- is pretty much us coming back from the convention. It was, it? actually, yes. <laughs> Bottle of uh, Pinot Grigio. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Paul of the Farrow's Project. Pinot Grigiot. Pinot Grigiot. Good God, Joe. <laughs> you just want to work with a big hunk of venison as it'll tuck in the <laughs> I suppose it's sort of the third doctor got his own cookery show as well. It's like the Keith Floyd of the science fiction world, isn't it? First person using a microwave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Also, a wine expert as well. Bloody hell. The dog barking outside there. Yeah. I hope that comes out, actually. What's your next door? That ran oh. your old house, wasn't it? The Bassets. <laughs> <laughs> Bad neighbours, poor are they? You can't help it if you've got a dog, can you? No, exactly. <sighs> Not as if it's like midnight or something like that. Sorry, then my next door's dog or whoever's bloody dog it is. Was was there any other doctor sort of like partook in so much booze as Pertwee's doctor? Because I know they make a bit of mad Matt Smith always spits wine out when he drinks it. Oh, well, Tom Baker was carrying around a miniature, wasn't he, in the Talons of Wang Chong? (laughs) That's true, he was, (laughs) wasn't he? See, 
So by the time so he's he, fourth he, generation, he's got a problem. <laughs> by that stage, he's, he's secreting alcohol about himself <laughs> in case he can't raid any from houses. <laughs> Ah, oh, Sergeant Benton. Well, have you got some facts about, about John Levine, by any chance? Oh, yes, I certainly have, but I'm going to leave it to another... Oh, I see, OK. He appears again, doesn't he? So he does, yeah. yeah. I do like Joe's white kinky boots, I've got to be honest. Yeah. Well... And, of course, we, we must mention what beer we're drinking at the moment as well. Oh, yes, it's, it's, it's a German number. Ah, oh, it's the Germans. Yeah, it's a Kornbacker ball. Hmm. Is it a Donkel? Um, probably so. You're you're more the expert on these sort of oh, things. Oh yes, well, yeah, the darker so ones are usually uh, a donkel. A donker. Yeah. Good, good. She was a lot of questions, though, Joe Grant, wasn't she? Mm. I mean, that that was why she was written in, wasn't it? I mean, probably more than actually anybody else. I think. I think so. I, I, did, I did like Liz Shaw. Wish she'd stayed around longer. Actually, yeah, yeah he's got that kind of uh, relaxed persona, put me there, hasn't he? But uh, not according <laughs> to my facts, though. Yeah. All right, okay. Yeah. Last one of this particular episode. Apparently, he was a, as everyone knows, a notorious thrill seeker, insisting on performing ever dangerous stunts on set. He was talked out of introducing scenes where he leapt from a burning, burning biplane into I'm a pool. Burning, actually. Burning, burning. <laughs> a burning, a burning biplane. A burning biplane into a pool of piranhas, and leaping over the River Thames on a quad bike. He also hankered for a bit of gunplay, explosions, and graphic mayhem. One of his I ideas. I graphic sex then. <laughs> <laughs> well, if the mood took him. <laughs> One of his ideas was convert Betsy into a futuristic tank armed with laser um, cannon. Who? It was Betsy. One of that Betsy. Car. So I said, you said Betsy. Oh, Bessie. <laughs> sorry, folks. I, so, uh, sorry, was I being conformist there? Or just getting it right? <laughs> oh, you got it right. And that's, I, I, do, I do thank you for that, Mr. Cam. Right. Anyway, yeah, uh, uh, Bessie, Bessie, into a futuristic tank armed with laser cannons. His ideas were turned down, and to placate him, he was allowed to gun down an organ in episode two. <laughs> an organ? Yeah. An organ. All gone. All of you down. Ogron. Oh, damn. Ogron. Or an Ogron. <laughs> Ogron, yes. <laughs> Damnation. Uh, Late Ada getting its own BBC t- Radio 2 show, The Ogron Entertains. Yes. It's possibly ruined one of my gags later. I'm going to have to move a fact out. Oh, dear. So it's Ogron, is it? Oh, no, no, it still work. It will still work as Ogron. That's it, Will. I doubt it. We very much doubt it. Because we'll just pick you up again on your lack of knowledge, won't we? <laughs> Did the person voicing this do the Dalek voices as well? I think so, actually. It sounds very, very uh, similar, doesn't it? Sounds very 1920s or something, isn't it? I haven't heard, heard or heard... What an odd way to it. talk, leaving gaps in your sentence. I don't know. Who talks like I've that? I've no idea who could do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very strange way of talking. <laughs> I should get royalties for this. Idea by Paul Connor from the boozy lunch of the BBC canteen. <laughs> 
Very nice beer, that. It is very nice. Right. I was going to say, I just need, need to find the people that's... These, these diagrams. Which, which on these diagrams that I did when I was 13? Yes. And I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll be away. <laughs> yeah. How, how was your lawsuit going against yeah. the BBC then, Paul? Wait a minute. What? That Jimmy Winston, wasn't it? Jimmy Winston. Well, it was dashing towards the... It uh, was. Yeah. What are you going to do about it, eh? Oh, dear. Oh. In case people don't know, we, we found this fact out about Jimmy Winston. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, so I'm not talking over Pert, we're doing karate and drinking wine at the same time. That's right, those are the Scotch now. You just said karate. The New Zealand Aikido, yes. yes. High spot my own petard there. <laughs> In the next scene, he's replaced by Ian McLaglan. <laughs> oh, I'm tempted with this fact about her. Save it. I'll save it. Oh, was that a lion fluff there? That's what I want. (laughs) (laughs) Standing in a boot. I'm surprised (laughs) the BBC just wasn't standing in there. I do like the gold Dalek. He looks good. But the Dalek voices in this are utter crap. Does he do a Punch and Judy show? <laughs> <laughs> In the next it scene, he's got a string good. of sausages. <laughs> very funny. <laughs> the doctors are scared. Oh, what a pity. <laughs> Surely one of the original Dalek voice actors must have been around. Surely someone must have put a, 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 a version of the Daleks on, sent them a copy of the audio of the Dalek story. Just must have done. To. Well, that rattled through quickly, didn't it? Yes. Blimey. My God. End of episode well, one. Let's hope we have educated a few people with those facts and figures. Yes. Oh, you've got, yes. you've got some more coming up, have you? Oh, by Joe, yes. Good, good, good. I'm glad about that. So how was it to watch it in one sitting rather than ten minute chunks this time, so? Um, uh, we've been watching it on YouTube in 10 oh, minutes. Oh, what you mean? Episodes, oh, the other day. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, big pun. So, oh, unit yeah. radio operator Gypsy Kemp. Oh. What a great name. <laughs> she changed it, though, didn't she? To Gypsy, wasn't it? No. Oh, from, from Gypsy. <coughs> to Ross. <laughs> See, <laughs> oh, God, sorry, I just caught that one. Sorry. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah, go on. What was it then? To Sally, I think. All right. Why are you doing? I can't understand when he was younger, not wanting to be something different. But I thought, yeah, I suppose, I thought so. as an actress, having a different name would be quite. It'll get your notes, I would have thought. Ah, okay, then, folks, we should be back in episode two. And episode two. I've got some more facts lined up for this. Oh, well. absolutely, good, yes, good, good. Many more. Did we actually finish saying about Jimmy Winston? We didn't, did we? Oh, no. Oh, right, yes. He was uh, the original <laughs> keyboardist. Apparently. This is, we no, can't th- confirm this, can no, we? No, no, this is... Oh, no, I don't do... I, don't, I mean, I, I don't do conventional facts. <laughs> Apparently, he was the original keyboardist for the small faces. Yes. Um, but how true that is... Wait, wait, it's no, on, a true story. It's on Wikipedia. He and was thrown it's on out of the IMDb. small faces because he tried to upstage Steve Marriott. Apparently. Oh. No, true story. Damn. There's a very strange thing that happens hmm. in a minute. I don't know if you noticed when you watched it through. Ah. It comes up in a minute. 
You know that um, Monia here, that, that lady there on the controls, yes. actually found fame in 1979 as a member of the smash hit group um, Flying Lizards. Performed on their hit Money. Did you know that? Oh. True. That's her. Who the bloody hell's a flying lizard? Flying lizards. I want money. That's what I want. Oh, God. You remember that? No one's going to get that tone, sorry. No one's going to. That's poor. That's very poor. Everyone knows. That's very poor. Everyone knows of flying lizards. Come on. God. (laughs) Anyway, back to the action. But she sounds like a. Oh, it does. That's poor. <laughs> poor. <laughs> I'm sure, there's people who He's only like 13. It. Give him a break. <laughs> half, I forgot. Bum fluff on your face and your balls don't drop. No, look, hear that? Yeah, that, it, it, the, it, the, the, them. it's just as if they didn't have the soundtrack without. Yeah, that's without bizarre. the closing music. I think Aubrey, Aubrey uh, Woods does a bit of theatre acting there, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why I can't the understand why are they doors gold? open in odd ways. And why are they gold <laughs> as well? Oh, like I oh he hasn't done his theatre acting. Told to buck his ideas up and speak a bit quicker there. Yeah, I thought she was. Actually. Yeah, I thought she was. I thought she was the one that played... Uh, one of the evil mob in um, Superman 2. What's the English actress? Oh, it's Sarah Douglas. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it does, there, there's a personal resemblance. Yeah. Now, that's Anna Barry. Uh, didn't do much else, did she? Well, she appeared... Do you remember that 60s no hiding place? It's like a detective show. I think Johnny Briggs was in it, actually. Oh, no Rings place. a bell, and it's one of those ones that you sort of see from time to time. Yeah. But I can't picture it as a... No, that's it. it. No, perhaps she was in that. Um, General Hospital, Armchair Theatre, The Bill, obviously. Oh. And there's a nice recent... Well, one of the most recent things is she voiced uh, a muggle in the um, the game Harry Potter and Deathly Hallows Part 1. What was I understand? Oh. Didn't she do a documentary on um, bell ringing? Um, Tone, don't. Oh, sugar. <laughs> I've got it the wrong way round. <laughs> Just don't. No, never mind. It's meant to say camping. You there? see, this is why I stick to conventional <laughs> <Whoops>. facts. <laughs> that, that was all. Um, that was a, a Jimmy Winston just really has been kicked out the small faces in that paper. <laughs> off the touring. Why, why, why am I not there? <laughs> Ian Mac McLagan. Who the hell's that? <laughs> Only been gone two hundred oh. years. And <laughs> ah, Scott Fredericks. Yeah. Mm. I'm not going to do anything off the cuff about him because I balls up the last one. So we'll <laughs> <laughs> so move, move on. Well, he was also in um, a later story, Image of the Fendal. Ah. Tom Baker's story is Max, Max Stahl. Max Schmelly, no. He was the one who shot himself. Yes, the first character ever in, in um, Doctor Who history to commit suicide. Oh, really? Yeah. Ah. He's also in Blake 7, actually. And... He was also in... Um, an, Zed Cars? As we well, were saying, Amicus. Oh, yeah. An Amicus film from Beyond the Grave. Oh. In the, uh, the oh, first story. After he story. died. <laughs> after he died, yes. <laughs> now, in the, fir- the first story, which had David Warner, it one with the, the, the mirror. Yeah, the yeah. spirit trapped in the mirror. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. Yes, and he was the only honest person, wasn't he? Was that the one? Oh, cut. It's been years since I've yeah. seen oh, it, Oh, no, actually. there's a door. There's a blue door. That was Ian yeah. Ogilvy. Ah, of course. Yeah. Right. 
Ian Ogilvy and Leslie Ann Dan. Ironically, became an antiques master uh, later on. Uh. Oh, was it? Lovejoy. Now he was all, uh, Scott Fredericks also in my my dad's favourite program, and I, to this day I don't know why he, like, he loved watching it so much. Triangle, uh. which also featured the Rani herself, didn't it? Kate O'Mara. It's always three sides of the story, I must say. He's, he's sorry, so, so, so your dad was the person who liked Triangle, wasn't he? He loved Triangle. It was awful. It's a, it's a triangle with glamorous locations, wasn't it? So, what was it? Zeebrugger? Felixstone. <laughs> and there was somewhere in... Oh, what was the... the yeah. tri- what was the, the, port, the triangle of ports, wasn't it? The Sark yeah. ports. Yeah. Is that the one? What? Is it the Sark ports or triangle? Oh, the tri- oh, sorry, that's why it's called triangle, wasn't it? Oh, yes. <laughs> He's only 13. I'm, His I'm balls to, haven't dropped. I'm trying to catch up. <laughs> um, yeah, Felixstone. Yeah, that's one, yeah, yeah. Dover, Dieppe. I don't know. No, it was it was one port in the UK, yeah, and then two ports in Europe that formed the triangle. Dieppe. Yeah, I can't remember what it was now. <laughs> they didn't quite in later episodes. They didn't have the uh, the women working the radios or anything like that, did they? It was all. Actually, there were no females at all in the unit stories later on. No. Hmm. Perhaps they're all sacked for incompetence and not being able to do the work of men. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's lost all the female listeners. (laughs) (laughs) The one female listener. She's scared to go in. Just the time was getting interested in women. (laughs) 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 Ah, well. Light him with more drink. <laughs> <laughs> the first fact didn't go down so, so well, but uh, anyway, here's the second fact of the, sh- of the show so far. <laughs> After smoking some continental cigarettes, Louis Marx decided to change the story <laughs> to one of a more genteel nature. A Dalek family was to be introduced, comprising of Mummy Dalek, Daddy Dalek, <laughs> and the Kid Daleks, who struggled to get by on Skyro, living in an emotionless society. <laughs> the Doctor and Joe travel out there and give them a helping hand with hilarious consequences. <laughs> the episodes were to be called Metal Urges. Letts and Bernard got wind of this idea. They then tied him to a chair, gagged him, waited in the wings until he recovered his senses, and wrote something sensible. Yeah. Really? Absolutely. Really? True story. I think you're trying too hard, Tone. <laughs> you're trying too hard, mate. These are facts and figures I'm finding. No. Come up with conventional facts, mate. I don't like convention facts. <laughs> there was a scene edited out of this tone where the doctor drinks the wine cellar dry. <laughs> I like to believe that. <laughs> the brigadier finds with loads of empty bottles around these. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's comatose form. Damn you! And he wakes up and pulls his own vomit and urine. Hmm. Oh, I don't know. Maybe yeah. they sort of make note of Joe's escapology skills again, don't they? Hmm. I forgot about that. She's meant to be uh, out of open locks and get out of things. And 
Because I did always the assistants in Doctor Who, they all have skills of some sort. Yeah. Well, they've all had a little quirk, haven't they? Uh, yeah. They've all had something that they've sort of try and bring into the story each every now and again. Anyway. So I forgot that was Sarah Jane because she was a journalist, and it just got forgotten, didn't it? After yeah, I mean, after robot, her, really. The whole point of her was supposed to be she was supposed to come in and she was supposed to find the stories, wasn't she? Yeah, for them to go and investigate. I think uh, it just never worked out, did it? Hmm. Yeah, after robot, it just got well. Since Barry Letts left it, it yeah. got forgotten about, didn't it? <sighs> Now, I think this, I think this is Aubrey Wood's theatre acting comes with a lot, of, lot of arm movements and gestures and here he goes. I'm going to start doing mime in a minute. Yes. <laughs> that bloody makeup. It looks like Marcel Marcel. <laughs> Where's that you plunger can... going? <laughs> you were. The thing is, one of those Dalek voices. You can hear them taking breaths in between. If you listen. <laughs> All right, who's talking? Because no lights were flashing. He looked around the wrong Dalek, didn't he? Do not wave your hands about like that. <laughs> Actually, one thing I forgot to do in the in the news is all the Daleks that they've. Um, Brought yeah. back, and it was last week that you know, um, well, it's already been done in the, in the news anyway, our news. But the sun carried it on and yeah. trying to find other people who had got Daleks. Well, they said their one had ah. been up. Well, it was the gold Dalek. Use their one. Yeah. Oh, so you mean it was bought the gold Dalek. They, they've got the gold, apparently, they've but, got the gold Dalek from this story. They've actually already filmed those bits. Yeah, they don't need any more so Daleks. So the sun kept up. We found all these Daleks with the BBC at use, and well, they've already filmed it. Yeah. They don't need any more. Yeah, bloody son. <laughs> we are dead. No, I just said. I thought I just said, said that. I must be my hearing again. Yes. <coughs> Jimmy Winston's off to find another career. Apparently, he was also in UFO. Jimmy Winston. Jimmy Winston, and uh, an episode of The Sweeney Hearts and Minds as well. Yeah. I don't know what he's done since then, actually. It's all gone a bit... He's actually in a prog rock band as well, apparently. Well, look at when, I was, when I was looking him up on IMDb, he didn't seem to do much after 1975 acting-wise. So oh, yeah. Maybe you're right. So maybe just sort of go back yeah. to the band thing again. Sort of uh, Winston's Thumbs was his uh, prog rock kind of outfit. Winston's Thumbs? Yeah, or Thumbs, like F-U-M. Oh. Yes, yeah. Now, I'm all for listening to a bit of prog rock, so I might have to... Oh. I bet you won't find it anywhere. <laughs> um, where will I find it? I think it's on YouTube, actually. Og! <coughs> the Ogrons were pretty crap, really, weren't they? Yes. Well, the way they were done were crap. <laughs> it was just this slow moving I've got to draw my gun out of its whole stuff. Oh, but then that was, they, yeah. they were making the point that they was useless <coughs> in the thing weren't they <coughs> the story, well it's meant to be so. a bit gorilla like gorillas aren't exactly slow like they can be when they get a bit of a 
bit of a cob on that it can move bloody fast, really. Right. So. Oh, I love trim phones. Which one's John Levine or Levine? John Levine. Is it weird? Sergeant Benton. Oh, Sergeant Benton is My God, son, you really don't know anything, do you? Really, no. <laughs> it's learning, isn't do it? Do you know why you're here? I know. <laughs> Actually, one thing I've, I've, I've we've been pissing around really. It's um, it's actually quite a nice little scene between the Doctor and Joe and the seller actually sort of talking. It's quite good. Well, perhaps we liked those, didn't he? he, he yeah, that. sort of explaining and that that avuncular. Yeah. yeah, Sergeant Benton. Yes. Yes. Fact about him. At the time this was filmed, uh, John Levine was uh, a Levine. Levine. Levine was a drummer. In a happening rockabilly outfit called the Hip Cats. That he was, yeah. Whom he left soon after the punk revolution started in 1976, whereupon he produced the Six the Sick Kids album, Stick It to My Baby. Nowadays, he <laughs> likes to divide his time between hair coursing and playing the cello in his ornate Gothic library. <laughs> Very true. He's about the only one still alive in here out of all the old unit people. No, um, most of them dead now. Richard Franklin's still alive. Right. Which one's Richard Franklin? Captain Yates. Oh right, I was, Brigadier's dead now, isn't he? Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Only last year, one or two years ago. Last year. Last year. Oh. I still think it's criminal. He was never asked to go back to Doctor Who. I really do. Oh, the actual later series. Yeah, I do think it's criminal. I mean, he got to go back into Sarah Jane, but it's not the same thing, is it? Yeah. It was good to see him back on. In the Doctor Who universe again. Stupid so child! So now, why, when she operates this, why does that send her back? But when they operated it earlier, it just it sent, sent the, the bloke back in the ambulance. Bloods, yeah. Rather than uh. the person holding it. Too late. What time That's time? a damn good pose there, Katie. Cool, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> look at that. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm on the toilet. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Come back later. I <laughs> wasn't it? I'm the candy man. <laughs> I keep thinking of her as the Superman 2 now. He is, he is, yeah. he looks like her. Oh, Christ, there's no paper. <laughs> he sent him to get some. Yeah. <laughs> no, dance for me. Here you go, Yeah. Ogrons. Dance for me. Why, why is your face and hair so shiny? <laughs> <laughs> Where is that? 
No, I went before I came. Yes, the seat will be nice and warm for you. <laughs> Do you like sweets? <laughs> I've got a golden ticket. I'm wearing it on my face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I like your nail varnish as well. He's acting like he's on a stage. They're right. Mm. It's very, very stage bound. It's, it's mm. the sudden turns and <laughs> and he stalks I'm... around, doesn't he? It's not only that. It's just the fact that somewhere in the twenty second century, there's a snooker table with a jacket cut out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> that little white dot you can see on the bottom there—that's the oh, pink goes. That <laughs> was a jewel mark. And there goes Joe giving the game away. Uh-huh. <clears throat> oh, that's interesting, huh? Joe. As you mentioned, Joe there. Joe Grant. The last fact of this fact for this particular episode. Yes. Is, uh, after these episodes, after these episodes aired, Katie Manning became editor of the Dalek Jazz Mag, Bear Wives, <laughs> featuring naked circuitry, extended extermination rods, <laughs> and articles on Dalek spaceship propulsion systems. <laughs> I don't know what you find out here. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> did it feature extended plungers as well? <laughs> it did, it did actually. <laughs> That's better. Or should it be erect plungers? Plungers. <laughs> 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 Dalek turn up, I've come to fix the plumbing. <laughs> <laughs> Let me help you out of those wet things. <laughs> Round to the booth. <laughs> it's a different screen, isn't it? It wasn't the one they were looking at earlier. <laughs> the booth. That sound of him breathing through the ring modulator is very, very off-putting, actually. His Dick Whittinson shoes there. Oh, he's crying there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, there's no more wine left. <laughs> <laughs> That's the fact his hands are tied. He can't get to the wine. That's Why did he do that in the first place? Corkscrew. <laughs> Let me get some more Venusian Aikido in a minute as well. Uh-huh. I like the big fat ogre on in the middle there.
It's still not as bad as the thing at the end, though. <laughs> Good, and delayed reaction. There. Yeah. <laughs> Heights. Heights. Now I must get after them, but not before I get my cloak. (laughs) 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 Now the the infamous scene coming up, which is addressed slightly in the special edition, isn't it? Those are the ones trained to use the guns. Have five shots and miss. One shot. There he is, straight away. Yes, then the doctor kills someone with a gun. So. No, that's right, yeah. Yes. However, the Ogron does have his gun levelled at the doctor at the time, so. Mm, but yes, but no, he didn't need to. He could have ducked. He could have got out yeah, of the Yeah, so how slow they are. I like yes. the, brigad- the brigadier's looks the doctor drives off here. Ooh, you way, ya, yoda. So I can't help loving that man of mine. <laughs> See, the thing about the Doctor here is, this might be in a hurry. He disassembles the gun in the butt in the back and takes it down. <laughs> oh yes, yes, there was a Browning machine gun there, wasn't there? <laughs> the Brigadier was standing beside, firing away. Beaton, <laughs> conventional facts, you see. Yeah. Oh, it's a Dalek. Oh, and it's, a very dusty-looking, wobbly, wobbly, dusty Dalek there. <coughs> that featuring <coughs> Katie Manning's uh, Dalek jazz mag. What was that? Wobbly, dusty Daleks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Page 17. <laughs> was that in the reader's Dalek section? <laughs> no, the sun's doing that. <laughs> <coughs> oh, well, there we go. Again, that went by rather quickly. quickly. Yes. Yes. It did for us. I'm not so sure if it does for the listener. <laughs> Murphy Grumbar. I wish I'd looked up a bit more about Murphy Grumbar, actually, before we... Uh... I do have sir, a few things on John Scott Martin, though. Oh, if I say that, <coughs> Yes. It hasn't really sort of been prominent at the moment, because... You bet your bottom dolly's in the gold, Dalek, because he was like he, he was in yes. the pecking order, wasn't he? The top of the pecking order, I should say. Yes. Tone, don't want to say anything. No, I'm, I'm, okay, I'm, folks, <laughs> we should return in episode three. And episode three, here we go. I do quite like it. It does it again in this, though, doesn't it, as well? Oh, yeah, every episode it does it. Yeah, Yeah. it's weird. It's almost if they just didn't have the soundtrack without the. It's bizarre. They've never done it again, though, have they? No. Oh, you mean having the old. Yeah. As they, you know, go back. They call it the scream, don't they? Quite a long lead-in as well, actually. I oh, get the, the, the look of the look of love from the brigadier to the right. doctor again. Oh, you! God, oh, I, I never changed that man. <laughs> <laughs> can't live with him. Can't live without him. him. <laughs> you always seem to be whizzing around in things, John Pert. Were you? Was he oh only? no, he just loved cars and transport and. Mm. 
Who's a big of an engine, really? Basically, it? yeah. Wasn't motorbikes his big thing though? Was wasn't it? Apparently, he loved motorbikes. Just, I don't yeah. know if that's. There we go. And we're back in episode. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> and that was that was that the end of that episode. Why is he running Marvel? towards the Dalek there? <coughs> he just coming yeah, to the tunnel. And they're running towards the Dalek. Oh. Now, seeing this was just a little footpath underneath a railway bridge. It's quite extensive, <laughs> it is, isn't it? <laughs> That's the most half-hearted exterminator I've ever heard in my entire life. Oh, I'll go on then. Exterminate. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. Coming ready or not. <laughs> oh, exterminate. <laughs> I'll go home now. It's like Marvin the Paranoid Android. Isn't it? <laughs> oh, go and commit suicide. Show off. Yes, indeed I do. Now, Tone's watching the story. Oh, no, what's more facts if you like? He's getting very quiet. No, 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 I've got to do a fact. You see, um, where are we now? Um, Maybe next time we should do a silent commentary. Oh, oh sorry, I'm going there. <laughs> Against the uh, realms of convention. Is this, is, why, why, why did Ogron have their own little siren? <laughs> that's what I want. No, the Ogron <laughs> siren. <laughs> so, 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 so other, other Ogrons got out of the way of them when they was in, was on business. <laughs> okay. The um, lighting maestro, Alan Horn, who worked on his show, was a keen uh, apiarist. Legend has it that a swarm of bees besieged the set during the film of episode three, this particular episode. Oh. The mood was lightened when John Pertwee professed a liking for his delicious honey. <laughs> <laughs> Another true story. <laughs> uh. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> oh dear. Hmm. What part of the country was he in? I don't know, actually. Uh. <laughs> oh, I don't like you. That's an old grom. Everyone knows that. Not the way you were doing it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and where are their chains that are making that? Oh, What's the fellow's <laughs> extras as well? They use that many in the final battle, do they? <laughs> Oh, he's in Thamesmead. Isn't he? Have you listened to the actual official commentary stuff on this? I haven't yet, the, no. The whole of episode three is them talking about what a wonderful location it is in those tower blocks. <laughs> they cut out of the special. They've right. actually done it properly on the special edition, haven't they? And got exactly. At least it looks futuristic in the special edition. You should brother Dalek's with sweets, mate. Find snooker. Mm-hmm. 
Even the bloke operating the light seems a bit half-hearted with the voice as well. Oh, God, do I have to... It's terrible. They had three Daleks. That's all they had left. Awful. Is that, is that true at the time? They only had... Uh... They had three. The three props left. That oh. was it. Was this the first time you saw in the, in the dark grey colour, though? Because before they were, they were the silver and blue, weren't they? Hmm. I think it's the first... East, isn't it? It's the first time you see them in the, in the grey and black. There was silver with the blue balls before. Yeah. So remember when I was a kid, I had the, um, you know, is it Dennis Fisher did the, the Tom Baker doll? Yeah. And um, they did the Dalek toy with it. As well. Actually, I think the Dennis Fisher doll looked nothing like a Dalek, but Palatoy bought out their own Dalek. I think that's the one I had. It had the button on the top, cool. the top of its dome. You press it, it said different Dalek sayings. Yeah. And that was silver and blue and of course being of the age I was there I, I had no knowledge of the silver and blue Daleks from Troughton and, and Hartnell's era era sorry so I painted the bloody thing I ruined I've, collectors now would, would curse me for that but I painted <coughs> it to that to match this colour that's what I want no one knows flying <laughs> lizards for God's sake. Oh. Then we come back and one of the darts has got the rest out for his plunger over him. Yes. <laughs> the Dalek plunger porn. <laughs> Wasn't I thought of this before? What's that? Dalek plunger porn. No one's ever thought oh, of it. Uh-huh. I need to copyright that now. <laughs> There'll be no sweets left in the shop. I think it can be done. <laughs> you have got the worst Dalek voice ever, mate. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, yeah, obey oh the do- you will obey the Daleks. Obey the Daleks. And if you don't want to, fair enough. <laughs> you re- you've re- have you returned to your it's actually getting worse, his voice, isn't it? I thought it was getting better. It's not, is it? Oh, it will. Damn it, it will. <laughs> It's when I try and do impressions and things, it just keeps yeah. sort of tails off. Hmm. Has someone explained why the humans are acting like this? Again, it must be down to the director. But your love you. cannot pay my bills. <laughs> I want <some> money. <laughs> Now bring me George Osborne. <laughs> oh, get him. <laughs> oh, here's the man from the denim advert. Ah. <laughs> I would like to think that's true. I want that to be true. He's got such a 70s look about him, the big, the big moustache and the... Yeah, a bit Jason King-esque. Very Jason King. Even more than Jimmy Winston, actually. Yeah, yeah. Hello. He looks like he enjoys fire. smoking as well. He was sharing a cigar. 
I most certainly would not have that now. Look at the magnificence of my moustache. Yes. It's all very sort of still with a bit of the sort of gorillas and sort of hard sort of fighters and all. They've very big clipped accents there, haven't they? Uh, haven't they? Uh. Very made of time. The stiff upper lip that's got them, that's uh, kept them yeah, going. And stiff, and stiff moustaches, of it's course. That's sort what of keeps his lips stiff. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, dustbin day. A proper, uh, <laughs> proper peasant wear, isn't it? Oh, proper dustbins as well. Those are the days. Ugh. Oh, he's trying to tempt Joe with his fruit. <laughs> oh, do you like fruit, Miss Grant? Yes. Have a look at this as a peach. It's <laughs> <laughs> mm. fine melons. Yeah. <laughs> if you're wearing that sort of outfit, cross-legged perhaps isn't the... Who, Joe or uh, Yeah, him? I think Joe. Oh. No, I'm not necessarily <laughs> looking at the bloke with his legs. You crossed. were staring at these trout plums there, weren't you? <laughs> Mm. <laughs> it was his corner pocket was showing. <laughs> you got no more facts, Tony, during the quiet moments. Oh yeah, I, I've got some more facts, Hems. What about it? Oh, yeah, good point. Get, so you're getting into the bloody story again. Oh, Supposed to be talking, oh, it's only about, entertaining well, our listeners. I was actually, I was actually dance well, for us. <laughs> <laughs> There's only this one after that. Well, there's another couple. Um, during one of his more lucid moments, Louis Marx suggested that the Ogrons rise up against the Daleks, led by their teeth-clenching teeth, teeth clenching boss, the Ogron Grinder. Oh, um, oh dear, even I'm growing that one. After a private conversation in a darkened room, Marx is persuaded to return to the original story. I've got to take you to a darkened room in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you two want to get a room, that's up to you. Christ. <coughs> um, I think he's underage at the moment. <laughs> oh, sorry, his voice is still breaking, isn't it? Ah, <laughs> 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 is his face? Mmm. <laughs> There's a very good line in not blinking the controller as well, actually. So. Hmm. Yes. I do like this thing because like, you can see Pertwee's doctor getting sort of riled by this guard here. Mm. Notoriously bad tempered, he was there. Uh, Pertwee. That's in a later fact next episode. I'll, oh, I'll, I'll see, okay. tell you all about that. Did he just shove the dildo in his face there? <laughs> Yeah, he has. <laughs> Come on, lick it. <laughs> Who started it? <laughs> no, I didn't. You did, you said dildo. <laughs> I didn't say lick it, though, did I? 
<laughs> Kill Paul. <laughs> Choked on a dildo. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you're distracting me. That's what you're... <laughs> Stop clutching it in your fist like that, mate. I pushed all my chips. <laughs> the campest evil guard ever. Yes, hi. If you need me. I've got my toy. I wish I could remember where I'd seen this guy before as well. But much older. Who's the actor? I don't know, actually. So he needed to ask that question to Jay Winston, didn't he, really? Oh, <laughs> Which no. group are you from? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I had a hit once. Yeah, have a Wonka bar. <laughs> have an everlasting gobstopper. Oh, that's good. You mentioned... Uh... Jimmy Winston earlier, as I recall. Yes, we did, yes. Yeah, it's only a brief fact I found out about him. Go on then, go on then. Uh, former Small Faces keyboard wizard Jimmy Winston, his surer, of course, wailed the cast with his exemplary skills at juggling and card tricks <laughs> during uh, intervals in filming. Oh, so, okay. so yeah, yeah. Ah. Cobblers. And his shoemaking skills, too. And his what? Shoemaking skills, too. Oh, yeah. please don't. Tone, no. Oh, no. You're better off when you're being filthy. There's no soul in shoe jokes anyway, is there? I'll have to bring you to heel. <laughs> hey! <laughs> oh, dear. I cannot believe how much... Stuff you've written down here, Tom. Yes, uh, folks. He writes it down. He doesn't got. A, he doesn't print it out. He writes it out by hand. I, I know. I, I did have a printer once, but the trouble is, it, it, it takes so bloody long to um, churn in at the, at the beginning, sort of thing. Right, so you wait about twenty minutes before the actual computer comes on, and then you can't buy the ink in, in any of the bleeding shops. Right, so I thought, oh, I saw this. I'm, I can't be bothered with this anymore. Thought, oh, it's a big chunky industrial shape, sized um, printer <laughs> thing. What is it, a daisy wheel or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a proper printer and everything. It's on top of the wardrobe at the moment. But, uh, <laughs> they used to print out them card things, didn't they? The punch pin. cards. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Next, next month, Tony will bring all his notes on in ticker tape. Oh, no, 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 he's, uh, he's all you know, written down with a scribe. Uh, Why has he kept his secret microphone in the bloody interrogation room where any bugger can find, find it? it? I just don't get, understand and that. Someone does find him. They find him out, don't they? <laughs> They're both bristling their moustaches at each other across the microphones. 
interference on him. <laughs> Turns into a shaver. Oh, it's like a heel of a shoe, actually. <coughs> He's gone. Yeah, I'm not sure what that's meant to be. No. <laughs> that's uh. I should do the last the. I'm not yeah, going to no. say that. We're not going to go down there. <laughs> I think people can work that one out for themselves. Okay, now we're back to Pert. We, um, my last fact of this episode. Oh, go on then, go on. There we go. On the day of filming episode three, which is very apt for this one, yes. um, panic ensued as Pertwee couldn't be found. At the last minute, he was located in a run-down drinking establishment going 40 rounds, bare-knuckled, with <laughs> local hard man Ronnie the Brick Johansson. <laughs> the miracles of modern makeup. Uh, covered over the cuts and bruises sustained in the battle and to enable production to continue running smoothly. Yeah. He's in thrill-seeking again, you see, yeah, That's it? what he does. You know, yeah. he loves, you know, bare-tempered and um, you know, you know, stunts and things and fire explosions. He's run into that sort of thing. Well, you've got a sort of bare-tempered facts about it, but that's not till the next episode. Oh, yeah, it's not until the next episode. Oh, okay. And again, he's drinking wine. No wonder Pertwee's taken that stance the way she's sitting there cross-legged like that. She's lowering himself further and further down. <laughs> Probably did, actually. <coughs> Excuse me. Next thing you see, he's right on, right head right on the pillows. It was there, wasn't it? <laughs> This is a good scene, actually. I like. I do like yeah. the the slower talky scenes. Actually, I think it's the drink talking though. <laughs> <laughs> what me? This <laughs> <laughs> all politeness goes out the window when you've had a few drinks, doesn't yeah, it? That's right. You've got Fish. your host there, and now you're starting to have a guardian. Fish fed and watered you, and you start insulting him. It is remarkable what they've done with makeup, though, and on Pertwee's face. You know, you have cuts, bruises, the whole shebang. Broken nose. Broken nose, yep. Teeth out. That's incredible. Get back to that cushion. My view was better over there. Yes. He's probably just saying flubber lubber, flubber lubber 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 lubber. He's on silent, isn't he? Rhubarb, 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 rhubarb. I think it probably is rhubarb, actually. We missed that bit in the beginning, actually, after um, when the Doctor and Joe were um, examining the, the, the little materialisation circuit. Yeah. And it goes switch to the Brigadier talking to someone, and the Doctor and Joe are still talking in the background, but you can quite clearly tell they're just mouthing words. They're not actually saying anything. It's going like that, oh, and then oh, oh, oh. that's come across really well in audio. But... Now, in this whole scene, why do they lure the Ogren in from that door and then run out the, and other, run side? Out the other side? Oh, why no. they just run out the other side? 
<laughs> See, again, just to immense the wine being wasted. Yeah. <laughs> and they do run out the opposite door. Oh, dear. Ah, uh, now, the, the, the most pointless thing of this episode. <laughs> the trike. <laughs> Some kids coming along. Hey, that's mine. <laughs> Oh, a brisk pace could keep up with that, couldn't it? Look. Formation <laughs> lunging. <laughs> the way they do. <laughs> this is awful. I gotta say. And I think again, it's just because John Pertwee wanted to ride. That's it. That's it. Yeah. A trike. That was thrill it, really. seeking again. Thrill see? seeking again. Yeah. You see, yeah. So they can run then. These uh, ogrons and see, the that's what I mean. They could run after that when they're sort of running towards people shooting at, and they just sort of oh, yeah, he's running past him there. He's not even attempting to try and catch him. See, what was the point of that? <laughs> None whatsoever. That was like, you don't do it if we, if we need to film a scene with it. All right then, okay. We'll put it on expenses then. I th- actually, I think the one that's got the most pointless chasing is um, Planet of the Spiders. Yeah, that is the most. The whole episode is one big chase, isn't it? Is yeah. that him, is it? Yeah. Racing around on things. Hovercraft, the Hoomobile. Oh, dear. Yes. Did get the oh, it's his last episode, so we'll just give him what he wants. Once. That's it. I think it was a case there, actually. Oh, the Planet of the Spiders was his last ever episode. Yeah. Ah. And again, half-hearted Dalek voices here. There's a weird thing there as well. Now look, watch this. (laughs) Does actually cut to the credits? Yeah. His name, the the he comes up first, then it goes to the. Never been done since actually. And the credit bits uh, was in the the yeah. Well, he's meant to merge in a bit more. I don't know, but also I noticed when the next episode starts, the last episode, Peter Hill. You know, showed Hartnell in the background. They flashed up on the screen. When it comes back to the next one, Trouton's there as well. But then you got the. What, am I right in saying that? I don't know. I don't know if I'm right. What? Sorry, I don't I'm going to have to look at this again. You know. Oh. <coughs> Do you know what I mean? And that, that just then. Oh, it did, it did go. I think it was going backwards, actually, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. 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 Oh, so. Tra- no, so it did, did both have trout on them. I did. Yeah, it did, ah, yeah. Right, fair enough. Was, was poor young Tony getting confused there? Yes. Thirteen-year-old Tony oh, yeah, yeah. with his breaking voice. Yeah, please excuse, please excuse How's me, How's it holding sir? up, Tony? <coughs> yeah, please excuse me, sir. <laughs> okay, folks, we're back in episode four. And episode four. And the last episode, unfortunately. Oh, he'll want more money for that now, won't he? He will want, yeah, he will, won't he? Oh, and repeat fees. Let's give him his pocket money early. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Get back out on your paper, Ian. Just, just bear that in mind, man, gentlemen. Yes. Oh, oh. Here we go. Did you know? Hang on, I'll wait until it goes your bit. <laughs> That's quite restrained, John Pertwee, actually, on that. Because usually when it's something. It's gurning. Yeah. Yeah. It's usually gurning. 
<clears throat> no, we didn't get it that time. Uh. <laughs> Thing is, Aubrey was did walk into the scene there like a little bit like a he sort of stood that sort of hero pose, didn't he? Slightly to one side as he came in. Very actory. So, um, yeah, I don't think he will. Have you got any facts to kick this episode off? Oh, uh, yes, I have. So things are a bit quiet at the moment. No, 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 I have. I was just going to wait. To, to, yeah. Um, well, this series. Did you know that this series was loosely based on the 1950s Japanese epic Doragon Musha? <laughs> did you know that? No, 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 I didn't we didn't time. No, no, no. Enlighten us. It was, it was. What's no. that film about then? Oh, it's, 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 it's about a dragon warrior or something. You know, the, the dragon warrior. Oh, I see, okay. Right, this was where they, they you didn't of... think that one through very well, did you? No, no, I didn't. Oh, no, no. <laughs> it's one of those I've odd got... facts you can't really ch- check up on and get more information, obviously. <laughs> it was. It was Gobblers. Those, it was so obscure, that fact. That Gobblers. Sorry <laughs> <laughs> about that. It was just a footnote in another book he found, wasn't it? It was, yes. <laughs> well, here's some more facts for you, Tony. Apparently, this story had working titles yeah. of The Ghost Hunters, Years of Doom, uh, The Time Warriors. Yeah, yeah see? Yeah, nice. we did come back to that later. Uh, the Day of the Daleks and Ghosts. And the Daleks have their day. Yes. Not Ghostbusters. Not Ghostbusters. Oh, no, don't do that. Right. Um, I'll tell you about the... Uh, oh, no, actually, I'll, before you do that, I love what Pertwee does here when yeah, he, has, yeah. he starts admonishing, admonishing, sorry, the... Uh, ah, yes. so, which leads me into my next fact. Ah, I see, yes. Okay. Oh, he's, he's got grumpy now because there's no more wine. <laughs> That's it, run yeah. out of booze, you see. It's coming down a bit now. <laughs> DTs. It just uses words that are no longer used anymore. I thought you were a bit of a long way off from those. Don't say confound it. No, no, it's a fantastic word. Never ever used. A quizzing, yes. It's actually the next bit that actually is really the best bit, I think. Oh, right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No one to buy my sweets. We'll be a bit too quiet here. This is too. Oh, this is oh, very no, good to say that. I'm about to read my next fact. That's all. About his notoriously bad temper. And, uh, <laughs> you could, you could wait for that. Okay. Hope he's got the best uh, position for the cross-legged Joe Grant yeah. there. 
And so is something else. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, like that. Take that, you bitch. <laughs> it's just the way he just looks around and casually says it. Look, a family of quizlings, eh? Brilliant. And this is what you do not have in the, the new who, is it? No, you don't. All right. See, the, the thing is, everyone said, oh, you know, the Pertwee's doctor very much sort of the old-fashioned part of the establishment, but he wasn't. No. He was always having a pop at the establishment. Oh, that's right. There was a government ah, minister. Skips of the future. Yes. yes. <laughs> They're silver skips. <laughs> Well, talking of like having pops of people, of course, uh, John Hang Pertwee. Hang on, you see the death of uh, Scott, Scott Fredericks now. Oh, yeah, so yeah. He yeah. killed himself. That's right, yeah. <laughs> oh, I killed Boom Monkey! Boom Monkey. Have you got the garages in the background as well? It's state. It's tennis made, I'm telling you. <laughs> And there's usually something smoking, out. burnt out and smoking in Thamesmead. <laughs> However, did you know they filmed a Clockwork Orange in Thamesmead? I certainly did. Yes. Oh, All right. And some of the other scenes, I know exactly the house that was filmed in, because I've actually been in it. Have you really? Yes. It's owned by somebody. Work. Oh. Work. Blimey. Does it still have that 70s futuristic look to it? Um... It's yeah, it's pretty much as it was. As it was oh, yeah. brilliant! Hmm. Oh, he saves his life, didn't he? Yeah, and well, he appreciates it later, doesn't he? He does. Right, the uh, next fact. Go on then. There we go. Hollywood legend Henry Fonda begged the BBC to appear in this series because yeah, everyone knows he was a massive uh, Doctor Who fan. <laughs> When Pertwee heard of this, he screamed, I'm not working with that man. Not now, not never. When a pedantic member of the crew pointed out this double negative, an enraged Pertwee set about the man with a series of blows from his thrashing stick. In the confusion, Fonda was ushered into a Dalek casing as a compromise. And he found his command of the English accent was quite exceptional. (laughs) A little known fact. (laughs) <laughs> oh dear <laughs> well there you go it's, well actually talking the Dalek case he's very bad tempered wasn't he yeah. bad temp- we haven't spoken about John Scott Martin have we no the, in the gold Dalek now um, ushered into it <laughs> ushered into it he pushed Henry he wouldn't have liked that if Henry Fonda was in the <laughs> way oh yeah. dear no because he was pretty much the King Dalek oh yeah, yeah. Uh, John Scott Martin yeah he was uh, started operating Daleks in the 1965 story The Chase, right through to 1988's Remembrance of the Daleks. Great, is he still alive? Is he? No, no. Unfortunately, uh, he died in 2009 Parkinson's uh, disease. Oh right. Um, but I do, I do remember him. He was on Jim uh, TV. No, I wasn't going to make anything sick jokes. Yeah, don't know sick jokes. But no, I wasn't going. No, to he was on Jim TV when when Doctor <laughs> Who came back. <laughs> He's been interviewed because he was a, an old Dalek operator, and he got quite bitter oh, yeah. about the fact he wasn't asked to come back. Oh, great! But, but he was like a tottery old man. There was no way he yeah. was gonna. 
I don't know. It's, it's got wheels on it. I don't know. They seem to be rather more heavier than the than the old ones. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, stop it. I just bit my tongue completely off. Good, <laughs> good. <laughs> Damn. But not only that, um, he didn't only play Daleks. Um, he also played uh, Azalbi in The Web <coughs> Planet. Uh, he was also one of the mechanoids in the chase as well. Um, well, that wasn't really stretching him. <laughs> it wasn't really, was it? But in the episode, or the story Robot, the Tom mm. Baker one, he uh, John Scott Martin made his first on-screen appearance. Hey, he wasn't a robot then? No, he wasn't the oh, robot. No, hell. that was Michael Kugareff, actually, oh, the yeah. cyber cyber controller. Yes, ah, yeah. yes from Tomb of the Cybermen. But it was also in uh, I, Claudius, Zed Cars, Quatermass in the Pit. Everyone's in Zed Softly, Cars. softly as well. Uh-huh. And... Uh, Apparently he had a brief scene in Pink Floyd's The Wall as well. I don't remember him in that, to be honest. I remember a scene in his briefs in that, in that particular film, but uh, not a brief scene. No. It was bad, I know. But, no, that uh, was very bad. I might actually, I might actually cut that well. out, actually. <laughs> I think so. it's a good idea. <laughs> I'll cut that out. Yes. Um, oh, dear. But I also remember he was in Monty, Python, Monty Python's Monty mm. Python's Meaning of Life as well. He was in The Crimson Permanent Assurance, the short mm. film at the beginning. Oh, right, right. You know, apparently they used to get very, very um, sort of bitchy. The Daleks, sort of. John Scott Martin, he was the lead Dalek, and he had to. Everyone took instructions from him, and yeah, he ended yeah. up staging his performance. And I see. I'm an actor. In a Dalek casing. <laughs> Call it out. I've been out, out Henry Dalek. Fonda though in his Dalek casing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There you see. Joe Grant is more intelligent than these gorillas. Yes. You go, Joe. There's a hint of coffee in that one as well, as well as the grapefruit. That's what I say. Oh, we're just discussing the, the beer we're yeah. now drinking, which yeah. is called? Uh, Rigwater. Rigwater. By the Black, the hint, Black Sheep Brewery. It's, it's a very... Oh, from the Black Sheep Brewery, yes. It's a very, very dark beer with a hint of melon in it. Melon, you say? Mm. Yeah, Melon, I say. I like the way this bomb that's so temperamental. He was diving about all over the place trying to get to the house. I just like the fact it, it comes true, in well, he leaped around. Yeah. <clears throat> oh dear, oh Lord. Actually, whilst we were we were talking, um, I missed. The bit I, I, when I watched this yesterday, I spotted one of the extras here. Um, I don't know; you can't see him at the moment. One of the one of the gorillas. He bursts into the the room when they when they release the doctor from from the controller's room. Yeah, he played the fireman in Puma Man. Oh right! <laughs> if anyone's familiar with right. Mr. Science Theatre Three Thousand, okay. there's an episode they, uh, or film that they called. The, not the Puma Man, they pronounce it the Puma Man. That's right, yeah, and he, yeah. and the, the guy on the gorillas here in this scene now, he played the, the fire... Um, oh, Donald Pleasant was in there, wasn't he? He yes. was. He played the yeah. fireman who had seemed to have his own personalised fire engine, didn't he? This little dinky oh. Like, oh, fireman Sam, basically, wasn't it? Perhaps who we, we now know as a racist. racist. Yes. <laughs> perhaps, <laughs> perhaps we could um, rewind it back and get our listeners to rewind it back as yes. well. <laughs> <laughs> so everything correlates. 
The amount of chances the Daleks give this guy, it's I unbelievable. Know, it's admire his style. <laughs> <laughs> The blood that takes over him, right, was an underling of the uh, fifth columnist early on, wasn't he? Right, so that comes he suddenly takes over the chief control job. That was a mighty promotion, I think. Yeah, it was a, a pretty big promotion, promotion actually, yeah. Promotion. He didn't even get to wear grey, let alone no, he <laughs> straight to the green. He still wore his sub-ogre on the outfit. <clears throat> He's still the campus guard oh, there yeah. is. My dear boy. Mm. Mm. Pert buttocks. <laughs> That's a very fetching green <laughs> So I think you missed his comment. I oh, know I didn't. <laughs> he just talked no, over it. He just talked <laughs> over it. And again, Pertwee gets oh, Fredniker's. Pertwee gets the, the best view. Yes. Dirty yeah, there was boy. No, there was no, Dirty boy, Pertwee. There was no worry there, <clears throat> was there? Pervy Pertwee, they called him. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, when, when he's sending people through, when he's doors. He lets the women go first. When it's climbing down a ladder, I am going first. Yes. <laughs> true, are you? Sorry. Pertwee. Pervy Pertwee. I'll do my last fact or shall I to leave it to a bit? No, no. I'll leave it to a bit like, because when the, when the battle scene starts at the end, there's not much to talk about because it's rather <laughs> badly done. Oh, okay, then I'll, I'll leave it to them. Oh, yes, you can. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> he sees a new line of sweets starting here. <laughs> Freedom bars. Quizzling <laughs> <laughs> mm. candy. <laughs> <laughs> For all the family. Oh yes. <laughs> What's up, Tone? You looking pensive? <laughs> I think more collaborative uh, candy or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I was trying things. Like Collaboration it. candy. Collaboration candy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll see that. If you expect things to get a pair of monoculars out of that. I <laughs> know. <Yeah, no. laughs> so it looks like Spock's tricorder, actually. Interesting. Fascinating, Captain. No, no Star Trek on this, please. Uh-huh. Ah, that's, that's a pity. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's my turn to cough now. <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah. Traitor. Quizzling. And your collaboration candy. Yeah. Oh, so the candy man gets killed now and he comes back as Bertie Bassett in Sylvester McCoy's era. <laughs> and that sound effect of the Dalek gun was never used again. It was it was it was specially done for this story oh, and right. never used again afterwards. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Oh, 
Uh, actually, it's interesting that the uh, Daleks' guns are inferior to the the humans' guns. Yes, really, they, they are a bit actually. Yeah, human guns dis- fire disintegrate, do they? Yeah. Vaporize. What She's ironic, because they can't even pick up the body and drag it away. <laughs> no. I do like the bin bag linings on the bottom of the Daleks there, actually. I am Ed Winchester. <laughs> now, at least she's acting like a reporter, not like the reporter you get in Aliens of London, who tries to act his way through it. Bloody oh. awful. Aliens of London, what's, who's that? And That's a Chris Freckleston story. Oh. Well, They've here, all actually, got into two cars. Yes. <coughs> all nationalities have all got together in the cars. That's wonderful. Oh, Progress has been made already, isn't it? I'll just there? say... Because uh, look, they're getting out the same car as he's just got out. <laughs> Kim Il-Yong gets out there. Mugabe. Give us those episodes back. <laughs> And a man in a brown suit. I don't know who he's supposed to be. Uh, Russian, I suppose, yeah. But do they love their children too, though? That's a good, <laughs> that's a good question. Right. I'll do the last fact now. Cause you told oh, no, me. hang on. You've got, you yeah. got to wait, because there's a oh. great bit with the brigadier. The brigadier, OK. Sticks oh, it yeah. to, to yeah, Sir Reginald. Right, yes, you're right. Yes. Overrules him and says, no, I'm in charge, yeah. Oh, it's brilliant. It's a bit of a disaster here, though, because Pertwee's lost his cape. <laughs> oh, he has. He's left it 200 years in the future. Ah, sure. oh, Katie, you're so pretty. Mm, I've never really. Have you? No. Oh, no, I do like Katie Manning. No. I can't say I'm a fan of her either, but uh, she's all right. She's not a fine filly, but, uh, <laughs> but a filly nonetheless. Well, who's your favourite companion then? Companion? Um, Which one do you fancy the most? I don't know, because I'm... Peter really... Purvis, you were going to say, <laughs> weren't you? <laughs> Peter Purvis, yeah. <laughs> the one for the young boys. No, no, no. That model chick appeared in the Apatron Trout story. Ooh, That's it. I say. Yeah, young 13-year-old... Never, never mind those companions. Because he makes him feel funny. Because <laughs> <laughs> he wants to be on junior kickstart. <laughs> So the way those two just go, oh, hold their arms up in the air. Oh, no. (laughs) We're trying to surrender while we're being shot. Right, here we go. Whilst holiday... Oh, no, it's coming up. It's coming up, Tony. You have to wait. Hold your horses. Hold your horses. Yeah, you're right. Beg your pardon. Yes, you will. Yes, you will. This is brilliant. Give me my keyboards back. <laughs> I bet John Levine's got a big long story about that scene. Apparently, he doesn't stop talking, does he? When he at oh, conventions yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yes, that's it. Now be quiet, sir. <laughs> Excellent. Love it. It's very quiet nowadays, though, John Levine, you know, as he plays his cello in his library. (laughs) (laughs) Into the early hours. Have you watched the documentaries on this DVD where John Levine starts talking about Roger Delgado and he gets quite upset, doesn't he? Right. Whilst holidaying in the UK, 
Star Trek founder Gene Roddenberry scaled the electric fence of the grounds of Dropmore House and prowled secretly around with his high-powered telephoto lenses. Uh, high-powered? High-powered telephoto lenses. You know, uh, those flashy cameras, apparently. Yeah. Right. Anyway, which somehow made the action freeze bit by bit as he took several photos a minute. You know, <laughs> yeah, we know it's... You know what I'm talking Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, rumour has it he paid particular attention to the Ogrons, whom Roddenberry felt could influence the change of appearance in his very own Klingons. Oh, I see. See, another, another true fact. Why are they walking so slow? This director had no idea how to direct an action scene, did he? There's the gold Daleks there. And you'll see him back in the middle of the, of the grass in a minute. And you've lost your place in the small faces. Uh, yeah. Got nothing to live for now, you see, yeah. that's why. Uh, Actually, when he's interviewed on the um, the extras... Then you see him nipping back to get the wine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Rescue that bottle of Chateau Lafitte, 1869, whatever it was. I was just saying, well, it would, it was just saying, at this point, the doctor, yeah. No, 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 no fault that he could stand there and blow up the... Oh, no. Let that... <laughs> now, this scene here, he said the director wouldn't let him act it. All right. He was trying to sort of get in the moment and everything, sort of, and he's... Oh, for God's sake, just say the lines. Oh, really? Was yeah. It? it just was, wasn't it? You turn up, you say your lines, and you go home. Yeah, that, that was that it. Sort of directing. There you see. Uh-huh. See, look, she's so pretty. Uh, no, yeah. No, I'm just not, no. Oh, you, you two know nothing. Heathens. Heathens. <laughs> no, no, no. Quizlings. <laughs> Far better. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, there we are. Yes, that is. It's done. That is it. That's another audio commentary done. So, what did you think, Tug? Because you haven't seen the last ten minutes of that, have you? No, because of bloody cursed YouTube. Yes. Ah. Cursed YouTube, indeed. So that's how it ends. That's how it ends, obviously. There you it? go. A very, very... Now, I've got to be honest, the special edition version, it really jazzes up that battle scene at the end. Oh, it does? It really does, oh. yeah. Done a really oh, good job of it. I didn't realise they actually went and filmed extra shots. No, they've got some guy's um, Dalek. Yeah. It looks like one of the Daleks from there. And um, got another sort of ex- cut of extras in. One to play an ogre, another one to play a... Um, a unit soldier filmed some extra pieces and it was really? it, it was really well done it was brilliant and it worked it's I like, just thought they'd just like you know do a bit of the extra sort of shooting laser bits and all that yeah CGI, I think we should, re- I think we should review actually. that properly one day actually yes the special edition it's really really rather good uh, yes okay well so what's up next then folks well we're we're, we're sort of carrying on with the retrospectives aren't we yes yes you'll be pleased to hear Yes, so... Um, and my seat will be warm for that one, so... Yes, it will be kept warm <laughs> for you. So we will... 
so going back to season four, four. so we're working yes. our way backwards, backwards, aren't we? Yes. So uh, next week will be Partners in Crime. Yes. Yes. So with the uh, introduction of uh, Catherine Tate as a full-time companion. It's a full-time companion, yes. Yes. So that's going to be uh, an interesting season, yes. I think, this one. Yes. Not my favourite opening episode ever. No. No, but <sighs> maybe I haven't seen it. I don't think I've watched it since it was first transmitted. Uh, so... I think I watched it on... Well, it was on Watch or Gold, what the hell right. it's called these days. It was it was on there. Caught Why it is it always the latest um, Doctor Doctor Who's on Gold at the moment, or whoever whoever shows it? Actually, there was, they actually showed season four. Actually, funnily enough. Yeah, no, I'm talking about ones going way back. Oh, they don't now. anymore now. Yeah. They don't, unfortunately. <coughs> I think the last people to do that was the Sci-Fi Channel, wasn't it? They showed some Pyramids of Mars and. A couple of someone had a ones, Doctor Who weekend, didn't they? Yeah, they showed. Didn't they show like um? Oh, Ark in Space, I think. Ark in Space, Pyramids of Mars, and there was a couple of Davison ones as well. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, what I can't remember what the hell were. they were now. But yeah, so that was it. That was that was yeah. probably about three years ago. That felt probably the last time any old Who was actually shown yeah. on. Yeah, it's a shame. It's anyway, a shame. Big shame. Yeah. Okay, then, folks. Right. Well, we're uh, we're all done. Indeed. And I'm quite sure you're bored listening to our uh, our voices now. <laughs> so until next week, we we'll, we will return with Partners in Crime. I shall it be is... back next month. Ah, yes. Tell me back next, next month. month. Yeah. Uh, unless you can join us for, at least for one time. Come on. I'd, I'd like to, but obviously I'll have to get permission from the boss. and figure out how to use Skype. Skype. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant the drink up this Friday. All right. No. <laughs> <laughs> right, so folks. So it is goodbye from me, Phil. Goodbye from me, Paul. And goodbye from me, Tony. Goodbye. Goodbye. Listen to the Who's He podcast, a proud member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. If you'd like to get in touch with us here at the show, please drop us an email at feedback at who's-he.co.uk and please also visit our website, which is at www.who's-he.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast. <laughs>